Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 32. We are going to be discussing, are you working in your potential? This is our Tuesday evening esthetician chat, which is live on Clubhouse. We record this for our podcast. We now have 32 episodes. If you see in the group pinned at the top is last um, or two episodes before, which is episode 30, repairing and preparing skin. Tonight, we're going to discuss, are you working in your potential? And this is going to be a very hard hitting conversation just because potential is limitless. We don't have a limit on our potential, but a lot of us don't realize the potential because we really don't want to understand the work that it entails to get to what we want. This year is my 19th year as an esthetician. And I finally have hit my stride. I thought I hit it at year five. I thought I hit it at year 10. Year 15 was always very, very interesting. But 19th going into the 20th year has been very, very interesting just because I understand what it is to be an esthetician. Many of you know, I've done multiple jobs under my aesthetic license in my last 19 years. I've been a rep. I've been a distributor. I've been a product creator. Of course, I've worked in the treatment room. However, in the treatment room is where most of us struggle with our potential. We understand what it takes to keep our doors open, how to grow our clientele, what it takes to actually make more income. Our potential comes in with the ability to understand that we have to work for everything that we have. And in that working, we'll have a lot of ups and downs. Being a small business owner, even being an esthetician, just to think. And when I talk to beauty schools, I always am very clear with them in understanding that beauty school is really just for you to learn how to pass state board. You become an esthetician once you graduate and then you start investing in your own postgraduate education. But many people who graduate from beauty schools haven't even understood that what it takes to like doing the work as an esthetician. That is why I encourage to get a job right after school to see if you like it. Do you like how you have to interact with people? Do you like how you have to put on that face and make sure your customer service is top notch? Do you like the ebbs and flows? Are there services that you like to offer? Are there services that you don't like to offer? That is kind of where you learn if you even like what you're doing. Then when you decide you like what you're doing and you go out and you open your own business, many people forget the understanding of building. Building takes time. Building your clientele does not happen in year one and it does not happen in year two. And even if you do, um, which is very popular to do uh, Groupons or do a a really discounted service and, and feel that you're using a medium to drive all these clients to you, even if you decide to use that and you magically fill your books. There's still a a potential of understanding. You may lose all of them if you don't do what they're asking. You learn how your clientele reacts to you. You learn who buys. You learn who keeps keeps their consistent appointments. You learn all of these things over time. Many of us give up in our first two to three years And that is the trend in aesthetics. Most estheticians who graduate from beauty school typically open their business right after graduation or close between 12 and 18 months after opening that business and they no longer come back to the industry. And part of it is because we push the pipe dream in beauty school that you could come out from beauty school, open your own business and make six figures, which is absolutely a lie. 
to get to six figures is very hard. And then it's hard to keep those six figures year after year. But many of us don't want to work into that potential, the potential of having full consistent books, the potential of throwing away your service menu, the potential of having retail being sold 24 hours of the day. We don't want to look at those potentials because they take a lot of work. And in saying that, being truthful in that comes with some real heavy soul-searching facts. Being a business owner does not end when the doors close. It does not end when you turn off the lights. Marketing your business does not end when you close your eyes. (laughs) It doesn't start when you open your eyes. Being a business owner does not end. There's no stop and no start. There's no, it's constant. When I used to do my mentoring group, I used to talk to estheticians about how they viewed their business. And it was really important for me to get the, every single person in that group to understand that your business is not like a job. Your business is not a start and stop. It doesn't stop when you leave the office and you go home. It doesn't start when you open (laughs) the office. Being a business owner and understanding growing your business is a 24-7 job that you volunteer for. It's not something that lasts forever. It does take a long time to get to where you want. But when you understand that this is a 24-7 job, your, your focus changes. Now you start working in your potential. Now you start understanding the 24-hour clock. I did a masterclass on this, trying to help estheticians get out of that nine-to-five mentality to the 24-hour clock. And a lot of it has to do with changing your mindset on your business. Many people who go and open their business literally think that there's an open and a close. And then when you understand that there is not an open when you're closed, that it's always open, it becomes a very different conversation. I would always emphasize in my mentoring group the understanding of your clientele with access will give your business money all day and all night if you allow it, which means you now have to be able to consistently understand your clientele even when they're not in your business. And that's something that a lot of business owners have a struggle with. And they struggle with it because they think my clients don't want anything to do with my business, regardless if they're in my business. And that's really not true. I really understood this early on when I decided to become solo after having a team. I had estheticians and massage therapists and admin staff, and I went and I downsized back to just being solo me. And I really started to understand that clients always want to have access to me, but did I allow them to have access to me? And what was that specific decision cutting off the potential of my business earning money as much as it could? And it absolutely was. Because clients still want to have contact with you, regardless if they step into your business. That is why I'm so very passionate about understanding the group mentality, especially if you have a Facebook page for your group, but you don't have a Facebook group. That group mentality allows people to be connected to you without physically seeing you. 
That is why the estheticians who I mentored and who are also in our marketing club are doing really well on retail is because they understand the group mentality. They understand being connected to them whether it's through a Facebook group or an Instagram group or some other app that you're able to group your clients into because they are feeding off of each other. But it all centers around you. Our potential comes when we understand what it takes to get what we want, but we're not willing to do those things. And I'm not saying you have to do those forever, right? But it really changed my mindset when I understood that my clients always want to feel like they have access to me. It's up to me to decide how they have access to me. But many of us don't get that in our business because we're still struggling with the idea that we always have to have new clients. We're still struggling with that. We're not realizing that the people that keep our doors open are not new clients. And when you come to that type of realization, you start to understand the clientele business, which always equals the relationship business. My relationship with my clients does not have to stay and only be during an appointment. So that means whether it's a text message, whether it's an e-newsletter, whether it's a Facebook group where I say hello or show my face or my Instagram page where I show my face, there's always a connection to me inadvertently. Because I allow those clients to consistently connect with me. Then when they decide that they want to give my business money, whether it's to purchase a gift certificate or purchase some retail or even make an appointment, that happens on a 24-hour clock. There's not going to be a limitation. I'm not going to limit the way people interact with me and my business. And the reason why I'm asking, are you working in your potential is because potential is, is for some way far off. Some of you potentials is years later. Potentials is when your your books are full. Potentials when you're doing, you know, two, three, four thousand a week in just retail. Like all those potentials are far off. But we don't put a strategic plan to get to that potential. The reason why it's so important for many of you who are wanting to either emulate businesses that are doing well or businesses that you see on social media that are doing well, you have to kind of realize that there's things that people are doing that maybe you're not doing, but also they're open to understanding. I've mentioned many times before as an esthetician group where this esthetician group all had coaches. They all had mentors. They had people that were guiding them to success beyond the the open and the close. And there's going to be a point for some of you where you get to that point where you start looking at getting a business coach specifically for your business because you need to surround yourself with people who are successful in this industry. And I've said this time and time again, especially since the pandemic, there are some businesses, especially as estheticians, that did not suffer in the pandemic. Many of us were not aware of them because we didn't put ourselves in positions or situations to be around successful businesses. Many of us love going into drama-filled Facebook groups that really have nothing to do with business and more messy. But there are estheticians out there who are thriving, buying businesses, buying in cash or in whole machines that are very expensive to further their business. But a lot of us don't put ourselves in positions to be around successful estheticians. We haven't moved past. Some of you haven't moved past the 
jealousy or um, envy or whatever you want to say to put yourself around successful estheticians, right? And that comes with time and maturity because there's plenty of clients for everyone. That's something I really never did. I never felt like I couldn't talk about my journey because someone's going to take my client. Like I never, I never felt that way. And I still don't feel that way to this day, but I do make sure that I'm around successful estheticians who are doing things that are successful for their business. They're, they're on that 24 hour mindset. They're not stuck in the open and the close. Right. And for many of us to get to that point, we're not willing to do the things to get there. And conversations are very different with successful estheticians. They're not worried about specific products that may not be available anymore. They're not worried about talking about their most popular service or what product brand. And traditionally, most of the businesses that are successful that are buying businesses are not even really using brands. They've already elevated to the point of private label. So there's no... um, envy. There's no jealousy of, or fear of talking about what they do well. There's no fear in that. So it's easy to have those conversations because now you're around success. So I would challenge you. Have you put yourself into an opportunity to be around successful businesses? And if you're not, I would suggest that you do, because you definitely need to be and change your mindset not just because I say it, or you have a coach that you're following on social media that's saying it, but you have to be around like-minded business owners, but business owners that are successful. And successful means they were not affected in the pandemic. They're constantly raising their prices every year. They're giving themselves raises every year. They have put themselves onto payroll. They have done the things. If you're still struggling with that, When you get around other business owners who are doing it and they are doing it well, and then you celebrate them when they buy a machine in cash or they've purchased their first building and or they have one building they bought, they're going to rent that out and then move to a bigger building that they bought. Like you want to put yourself around business owners who are making these types of decisions to understand how to elevate your thinking because many of us stay stuck. We're stuck in our treatment room. We're stuck in our day-to-day routine and we're not working in our potential because we've either focused on how it's slow or we've gotten caught up in the recession and we think that recession is going to affect us when we're not really focusing on understanding the bigger picture. You will always have whatever you need if you work for it. If you can take yourself out of what you're doing and look at it on a bigger picture, it's always going to look different than being in it, right? Then when you surround yourself with other people who are doing the same thing and they're encouraging everyone to do the same thing, the picture changes again. Then when you start looking at yourself and start trying to understand what is it that I can do that's going to set me apart, but consistently give me clientele and consistently allow me to have every client that comes in contact with me to give me money on a 24-7. That's a different conversation than saying, I'm going to open a business. I got to put my service menu together. I got to decide my brand. I have to decide my logo. I got That's a very different conversation, right? 
And so I want to encourage you to kind of get a bigger picture, kind of step back from what you're doing in your day to day, step back and really say, what is it at the end of the day? Am I looking for, am I looking for consistency from my clientele? If that's the case, then what are you doing consistently to reassure that they need to be consistent? Do you arrive on time? Do you have all the products available on your shelf for them to buy? Do you allow them to purchase whether they see you in person or not? Are you doing your part? Because if you're not, then you can't turn around and expect your clients to be consistent because you're not consistent. It's, It's a mirror. Whatever you're not consistent in, the client's not going to be consistent in. So that's something you have to change in order for your clients to change. Do you recognize your core 20% in your business? Those are the folks that keep the doors open. It's not new clients. Have you, have you changed your focus from new clients to your consistent? I know this when small business owners and estheticians start doing client appreciations because the appreciation, you're appreciating the ones that are consistent. New clients won't get appreciated because they don't even know that you're doing an appreciation. When you change the focus from, I always have to have new clients or how do I get new clients or um, what promotion will give me the most new clients or whatever. When you start, when you stop using mouse types of wording, and then you start focusing on appreciating the clients that you have, you've shifted. When you shift to that, the clients shift because now they're aware that you are grateful and appreciative of them, right? So when you show publicly that you're appreciating them, now they are publicly going to refer to you. It's a shift. So if you're not doing appreciations, if your clients are not consistent, What are you doing that's not consistent? And why are you not showing them appreciation? And then you always know I jump on the retail bandwagon. Many of you struggle and you don't have to struggle. I've said that to people who've come into the business and talked to me personally. I've talked to people over the phone and even email or even private messages. You don't have to struggle. But the reason you struggle is because you're not consistently retailing. Your retail is what provides your business extra money. It does not come from services. Those service dollars are already allocated. So if those service dollars are allocated and you're looking for extra money in the business, it comes from retail, but you're not retailing. And if you are retailing, you're not consistent. There's your extra money. So again, When you change your mindset, you change your business behavior, you change the things that you do in your business, your business will change. But if you keep doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome, it's not going to happen. If you're not consistent, your clients are not consistent. That's really just basic business one-on-one. If you are not allowing them to give your business money whenever they want, that's another simple business one-on-one tip. You have to do the things in order to get the things. And then you have to be consistent with it. And again, it may not take, it might, it might take some years to get to that level. It might take some years to get to a place where you understand that everything that you've done is a reflection on how your business is. So if you're a type of person that procrastinates, you put stuff off for a long time, 
You may not be getting the results that you want because you're not doing it. You may not be marketing your business every day or every other day. You're not consistent in that. It's going to show in the business. So either you change your mindset and how you do business or you accept what is because that's, that's what you've allowed it to be. And that's why I ask a lot. Are you really working in your potential? If your potential, if you have stated, I want full books, I want a client, you know, I want so many clients a week. I want to make so much money a week. I want to make so much, you know, so many things. You have goals that you set up, but you're not doing anything to get to that goal. How do you expect to get to that goal? And it's nice. It's great to have goals, but the goals have to have action to them. So Again, even having a full book or whatever you consider a full book, whatever it looks like to you, what are you going to do to get that? For many of you who struggle with your money issues and you're not ready to face them, but you don't have money to pay your bills, what are you going to do to change that? If you understand how important retail is to your business, then you should be retailing. You, you should find the money. I had an esthetician tell me today, I love your, I did a podcast, no retail equals no business. If you don't sell retail, you're not really in business. And she's all, I did not realize how much I was missing until I started retailing and I found the money to retail and it's changed my business. And of course it will change your business because that is where the extra money is. So if you've been waiting for extra money, you want to see money sitting in the bank, all you got to do is retail. And I take it a step further and share. You're not a great seller. Add the product into the price of the service. Do a promotion every month, whatever. That's where it is. Like there has to be an action item to get to that goal. It can't just be, I want to sell $2,000 a week in retail. Okay, great. One, you got to buy the product. And two, you got to have it go from the shelf to the client. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a numbers person. Every client should be purchasing retail. Whether it's a full-size product, whether it's a sample, every client should be purchasing. And if they're not, the reason they're not is because you are not allowing it. And then I always get the question, how do I allow clients to buy product? You make it simple. It's already included into the price of the service. You change that service menu to whatever service you're going to have products included, and you state on the service menu, products are included. That's how you change and add more money to your business. That is how you get product into every client's hand. And remember, I told many of you, I didn't have a very robust service menu. I only have one facial. So the rest of it listed out the prices that I charge for my waxing services. Um, I had some a la carte services. So if someone just wanted to come in and do some light therapy, or if someone just wanted to do microdermabrasion, or I was doing a chemical peel series, that was not facials. So I just had one facial. So my service menu was a rack card. It was really simple. But you can do it. You can make your mind up to say, I'm going to include products. What's my number one service? 
that service that I do, that's my number one, that's my income, that's my service money, I'm going to include product with it. I'm going to market the product included. And that's where I'm going to get my extra money. Simple as that. That is a very simple decision. And I do this type of conversation in my marketing club when I do our coaching call every other month. And I say, there's really no reason for you not to include product. My marketing club members can get free products. So there's that. But there's no reason why you can't take your number one service, include retail into it, and now you have more money, right? I do the simple equation all the time. You have 100 clients in a month that do that service that you include the products in. $35 is the cost of the product times 100 is $3,500 a month just on that service. A couple of weeks ago when we discussed this, there was an esthetician that said um, for, I think it was a service that she did that the products are included um, in the first service. And there's always a first service. There's always someone that comes in to get their first treatment or whatever, and products are included in hers. So the consultation, the products, and the service are always included in the very first service. That's an amazing marketing tool because now there's no excuse for clients not to get the results they want, especially if they walk away with the products. She also does customized service plan, which again is another way to set yourself apart. So if your plan includes the consultation and the products and the service all in, in, one, <laughs> in one cost, and then you set up a plan for the next six to 10 services, they already have the products. So there's, there's nothing else to, up, you know, to sell or push or convince. You got to kind of get out of your way. You got to put yourself around people who are really successful in our industry, who are doing extremely well because they're not doing what everybody else is doing. They're open to understanding and they're willing to do the work for that potential to actually come true. So it's no longer potential. It's actually the business now. So I would challenge you, especially if you're listening to this, to really understand what it is that you want and what you're willing to do to get it. So if it's basic, if it's I just want my clients to be consistent and not no-show me and show up when they make their appointment, then there's some things that you are doing in the business that are not consistent and you need to write those down and then change that. If you want your clients to purchase retail, then you need to do the things for them to purchase retail. And it may not be the traditional. It may not be you trying to upsell them. It may be including the price into the service. It may be adding that retail product into the service price. If that's the case, what is holding you back? You. If you are looking for your core clientele to become bigger, They're already consistent, but you want more people to come consistent. There's things that you have to commit to doing to get there. Because a lot of us, what we do is we look at our business and we're saying, well, my clients aren't consistent. What are you not doing that's consistent? My clients don't buy retail. Do you provide retail for them to buy? 
My clients aren't referring. Do you, have you given them a reason to refer business to you? Do you appreciate them as clients so they in turn refer? See, it, and it's funny when I, when I hear certain things like that, because I'm always like, the clients are your mirror. They do what you do. So if you're not appreciating them, they're not going to refer because they don't feel appreciated. They don't buy retail because you don't have it. They're not consistent because you're not consistent. Like it's such, it's such an easy thing for me to understand that, right? But when I have those conversations with estheticians about it, they're defensive. Oh, of course you can say that. Look at everything you have. No, it has nothing really to do with me. It has to do with the understanding and realization. You have to do the things to get those things. And I love seeing those in these other groups where they're like, I need to have tips on how my clients can be consistent. And I want to write so bad. You're not consistent. That's why they're not consistent. But, you know, that don't, that don't go over well. You know, people get upset, you know, at me and, you know, I'm very flippant. So, you know, people don't like when I say that. But if you actually take a step back from the emotion, that is it. I want my clients to buy more retail. You don't have more retail. You don't sell retail. You don't consistently keep retail. You don't allow them to buy retail from you. You only allow them to buy it when your doors are open and that's it. There's really nothing else to say. The reason they're not doing it is because you're not doing it. But the, but the expectation for them to magically one day wake up and become consistent or magically wake up one day and buy retail with you doing nothing will never happen. It, it will never happen. It just, that's just how it is. It's unfortunate, but the ones who understand that do well. The ones who are consistent do well. The ones who understand their clients need to be appreciated do well. Because it's, it's, it's a cause and effect. It's a team effort. What you do, your clients will do. You, you, you got to work together. Then there comes a point where you, you make decisions on, you know, your business as a whole. But that's why I ask, are you working in your potential? Or are you just there and you're in struggle mode? Because you can only struggle for so long before the struggling doesn't even work anymore as well. And are you okay with understanding that? And if you do understand that, how do you change your mindset to start working in your potential? How do you change your mindset to get full books? How do you change the mindset to have more consistently, see, and have more retail sales? How do you change that mindset? You know how you change it? You do the things. No more excuses. You become consistent. You provide them with the products that they need all the time. You do the things and then they'll do the things. Those of you who are on my podcast, thank you guys so much for joining me. We're so excited to be on our 33rd episode. We will talk to you next time. Thanks so much.